are the one, two, three, sore losers! Hey, what's up? I'm Eddie, and I am running this show. No, I'm just kidding. Lunchbox is on the phone right now, so Lunchbox, I'm going to give it to you. He's at the hospital right now because Baby Box is having surgery today. So, Lunchbox, take it away. Uh, what up? I am Lunchbox, and I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. What's up, you guys? I am Ray. I'm the gambler on the show. These other guys will give their slam-the-door pick. They'll also give their take-it-to-the-bank pick. But I am the only one on the show that gives the lock-of-the-day pick. And I always say, hello, lock it up. (laughs) But I did miss my lock yesterday. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to say sorry. But guess what? Just like a good gambler, you get up in the morning and you bring another lock-of-the-day. And make that money back? And I got it for you guys. I'm going to bring it to the his house. All right. What's up? I'm Eddie. I know the least about sports. I'm kind of your average sports guy that just watches sports, but I don't know who's who and what's what and the numbers and all that. Who do do? That's about it. Oh, my gosh. So if you're listening to this show thinking you're going to get some credible stuff, you're going to get it from Lunchbox. You're going to get some solid picks from me, but from Eddie... Sometimes when he talks, I just feel like people aren't going to learn anything from him, and I want them to. Well, I feel like I am the people listening. I want to learn what you guys are talking. Sometimes you guys go off on these things. I'm like, I didn't even know that was possible in sports. Dude, if the people that are listening to this are as uninformed as you are, then they must think that we're absolute experts when we talk. For an example, last yesterday we were talking about three-pointers, and I thought that when the game of basketball was invented, they brought the three-point line in the game they're like all right here's the point of the game you're on one team you're on another team you try to put a ball in that basket and you try to pull a ball put a ball in that basket every basket is two points unless you throw it behind that three-point line but that's not true <laughs> i found out yesterday that that didn't start to what the 60s lunchbox 79 uh, the first time they tried it was 1945 i believe in a college game exactly See, i'm still learning <laughs> hey lunch so do, you, what, what, do you have us one of those questions of the day that we always do Oh, oh, you, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you want, you want a question? I mean, if would not, you rather? Yeah, would you rather? If not, we can definitely come up with one here. Yeah, I, I, I thought you guys would come up with one today. I didn't know I was supposed to be coming up with stuff today. I thought okay. I was going to be on the coach. I got guys. it. Gonna, All right, it's time to pl- coach. Topic. Shut up. Here we go. It's time to <laughs> play. Would you? Oh, oh my, oh my god! See, see, lunchbox. When you're not here, this is what happens. Listen. Okay, what, what what's the topic? We've done with time delay before when there's somebody on the phone. It's very simple, Eddie. Don't talk over him. Let's delay it. Now let's do the intro of the Would You Rather, and I have the Would You Rather. Okay, I'm ready. All right. One, two, three. Would you rather? All right. Would you rather, when you're trying to go out to the club, when you're trying to go on a date with your wife, are you going to rather, would you have a mint or a piece of gum to kill that breath? Which is your pick <laughs> when you're trying to get that good breath? And it, would you want to suck on a mint or you want some gum in there in the mouth? Let's go to Lunchbox via the Lunch hospital. Lunch, go first. Oh, that's the easiest thing ever. I'm going with a mint. I used to chew gum all the time. Like in seventh, eighth grade, I had a green pack of extra in my pocket at all times. But what I realized is gum just makes you thirsty, okay? Is if you chew gum, in 30 seconds, you're like, man, where's some water? Where's something to drown this taste because I'm so thirsty? So now it's a mint. You pop it in your mouth. You do a little sucky-sucky, and your breath's real What's good, that? and you're not thirsty. Eddie? Uh, I go gum. I've never been a mint guy, and I'll even go one step further. I like big red gum. Like that's hard to find now, but I can't I can't chew big red anymore because it I guess the older I've gotten, the cinnamon like takes the skin off the roof of my mouth. For me personally, I'm gonna say gum. I've always been a gum guy. This goes back to college where on the, when you're on that dating scene, you're trying to land a chick. Gum is just it's a lot better for your breath, I think personally. It's just such a money thing. It's easier to hold. Have you ever realized too when you hold a whole thing of mints, they're always exactly, dude, you're trying to walk, they sound terrible. It's obvious that you're carrying some mints in your pocket. The gum is just so sleek, it's stylish. It's the 2018 way to date, way to get good breath and just the new way to be sexy. So I always go gum. Do you guys like Mentos? Never had a Mentos in my life because I know it's the fresh maker or whatever they yeah. do commercials, but I've never had one. 
But, Ray, you do make a good point about the mints in your pocket. That's why I don't ever carry mints or anything with me. I always just bum something. I'm always like, hey, you got something? Like, you got a piece of gum? And I'm like, well, I got a mint. Okay, I'll take a mint. But a gum is kind of like, it is also an icebreaker. Like, if you're somewhere and you got a pack of gum, you can always be like, hey, you need a piece of gum? Do anybody need gum? Because you, that's how you can get in with some chicks. You walk up, be like, you sitting there and be like, oh, you pull out a piece of gum, you just put it in your mouth, be like, anybody else want a piece of gum? And that's how you get the conversation started. Gum is a gateway to a lot of uh, access. But you got to be careful offering a piece of gum to a chick because then it always turns into, why do I need it? And you're like, no, I'm just asking you if you want gum. Why do I have and bad breath? You, no, you tell her you, you were hoping you could give her the one out of your mouth. What up? Why would you do that? You make out with a chick and you end up with her, her gum in your mouth. <laughs> Is that a thing to like French kiss yeah, a chick? A thing. Explain. Yes. Like well, back in the day, girl be chewing gum, be like, "Oh, let me get that gum." And she's like, "Okay." And then you make out, and you get her gum out of her mouth, and you, it's in your mouth after the make out. Absolutely, it happened all the time. Dang, coach, that sounds like some kind of magic trick or something like that. You get her gum out of her mouth, and she takes your gum out of your mouth all while you're at the club in the pitch dark? That's amazing. That's right. It's so fun. I'm like, oh, you want a piece of gum? Yeah, come and get it. It's in my mouth. And then she comes in for the kiss, and you make out, and boom, she gets your gum. So, if, yeah, if there's any college kids listening right now, I guess this is a trick lunch used no, to do back in the day. No, this is a trick from the 90s. Well, then bring it back, because, listen, he had some – lunch always talked to huge game oh i always go to the clubs and i have all these girls dude i've seen lunch on the scene like he had tons of girls that wanted him like when he was single now he's married <laughs> he was dude, on the radio dude so i don't care what you're on but, he was, but you're dude, telling college kids to do this lunchbox had an advantage but i'm just saying he lunch no, also had tricks of the trade dude but he knew these type things like get the gum he knew little tricks too he wasn't just a, a radio guy that shows up and he's just amazing naturally dude he also had to do these little tricks which as you're in the college scene right now try the little gum trick try to go for her gum then ask her to come back for yours hey lunchbox I, how far does your tongue need to go in to get the gum well i mean it just depends how much you're making out you can get it right off the bat i mean it doesn't matter you just go i mean you've never made out with a girl and ended up with her, your, her gum in your mouth never no. that is the weirdest thing i've ever heard am i, I not living you have you ray I mean, I really don't think I have either. Oh, my God. This is, this is actually new to me, so I'm kind of thinking back to, like, man, how did I not know this? I used to knew all this stuff. I knew the shotgun. I knew the beer pong. I knew all these types of games and things you could do. I didn't know the trick of the gum to the gum to the mouth to the game. mouth. It's amazing. Oh, my God. It is amazing. And, guys, did you guys watch the college football playoff reveal last night, the, the top four seeds? Uh, yeah, I saw that it was Bama, Clemson, and then you name the other two. LSU and Notre Dame. And yeah, I told up. you guys. How the Everybody heck did Notre upset. Dame make it into the top four, Eddie? Because they're freaking good. He straight good. up called that, right? They're freaking good. That's why. They're they're undefeated right now, and everybody's upset. Like, oh, my gosh, how can you have LSU ranked ahead of an undefeated Notre Dame? Blah. They're upset about it. And what what they need to understand is it doesn't matter. That does not matter because, look, LSU plays Alabama this weekend, this weekend, this coming weekend. So in like three or four days, they play. And if LSU wins, then they're going to be the number one team in the country. If they lose, they won't be in the top four. So who cares? Who cares that LSU is rated higher than Notre Dame in the opening college football rankings? It doesn't matter. And people are saying, oh, they have one loss. How can they be ahead of undefeated Notre Dame? Well, then why don't you make the same argument that why aren't they – why isn't UCF up there? Because they're undefeated. Relax. There's a lot of football to be played, and so many of these teams are going to lose because everybody's like, man, I just don't see anybody losing the rest of the season. These, some of these teams will lose. These rankings are going to change. But for one, LSU, Alabama, something's going to happen this weekend. So one of them's going to be out, and then we can stop talking about it. Like, golly, making a big fuss. Oh, blah, blah. Just relax. LSU's got it coming this weekend. They got to play Tua, and that's when they'll drop. So calm down, people. I don't even really know the betting line with LSU and Alabama, but it has to be at least 7 to 10 points. Like, uh, Alabama is – I've watched them both play. LSU ain't that great. Offense is weak. Alabama can put up 50 in a heartbeat. 
I go Alabama all the way, regardless of the line. I haven't even seen it, but I can't believe people are saying that this game's going to be close or even thinking, oh, LSU, if they can win this, they're number one. LSU doesn't stand a chance, dude. I don't think anyone thinks that. Oh. I think that's why Lunchbox is like, don't get upset that they're actually in the top four because they're not going to last. This is temporary spot, right, Lunch? Right, exactly. It's a temporary spot. They're either going to be number one after this week or they'll be out of the top four. Because if they beat Alabama, they're the number one team in the country. If they lose to Alabama, they're out of the top four. It's that easy. So people getting upset that Notre Dame isn't – after this weekend, you'll know. Notre Dame will move up uh, to at least number three because Alabama's falling out or LSU's falling out. It's that simple. Yeah, and that, that line it. is uh, two touchdowns. So Alabama is a huge favorite in this game. And – they're playing a team that's also in the top four, which tells you how amazing Alabama is. They have a two-touchdown line already. But, Coach, if you if you Alabama loses, hypothetically, if Alabama loses, you think they'll drop from the top four? Yes, they'll, they'll move down to, I think, number five. Oh. Because they're, they're, they're just now losing. Like, LSU lost earlier in the season, and for some reason – we like to say, oh, when you lose early in the season, it's not as big a deal. You know, you're still figuring – you have time to make it back up. It's what have you done for me lately. That's what people like. I don't know why that is, but, yes, I think they dropped to number five, and I think Michigan's at number five, so they'll move up to number four, and then Alabama will work their way back into the top four when Notre Dame loses or Michigan loses, whatever. I don't know the exact rankings. I haven't been paying attention that close. I didn't watch the reveal. I just saw the top four. And I saw everybody upset about LSU, and I just wanted everybody to calm down and relax. People are upset also because DJ Durkin, the coach at Maryland, he was reinstated as the head football coach. Wow. Reinstated after, after a 19-year-old died in training and conditioning this offseason, and there was a big uproar. They were going to oust him. He got suspended, and boom, he got reinstated. They decided to keep him. And the the parents from the kid that died were like, it feels like someone punched me in the stomach and spit in my face. And Durkin met with players yesterday, and supposedly some players walked out. And it's his program, though. He is back coaching at Maryland. Wow. And I, I, I don't know how you do that. As a player, like, if one of my teammates died under my coach's watch, I don't know if I could play for that. But supposedly he had the backing of some coaches or some of the players and some of the players' parents. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how he kept his job, but he did. So what were the details of this player dying? Like, what happened? Uh, he died of heat stroke, I believe, is what caused it. There was, they were training. They were doing some conditioning. And he had heat stroke, and he died. And I don't know exactly the detail. They, they, and the university came out and accepted responsibility for everything. Like, hey, we're responsible for his death, everything. But I don't know if it's the athletic trainer's fault, the coach's fault, or is it the coach's fault because the athletic trainers are part of his program? I, I don't know the details on that, but I know that it's under his watch, whatever it is. And so I don't, I, I don't know. They they decided to keep him. They voted on it. The the board decided, you know, that's who we want to keep. We don't believe it's, I guess, completely his fault. I don't know who's to blame here. I think it's pretty bad. I think it's a bad look that you had a student die under his watch and you keep him on the job. I think it's a bad look. I don't think he should keep his job. I don't think he should never coach again, but it's not like he intentionally killed the kid. Like, you know, he worked hard, it got too hot, and the kid died. I understand that. And maybe they didn't handle it properly once they saw the symptoms. That I don't, you know, but I don't, think he should be at Maryland sort of like I don't think Urban Meyer should be at Ohio State and now Urban Meyer comes out and oh man I have a cyst on my brain and it's causing me these headaches and I I just I'm having a real tough time it's very convenient that after they lose and all this controversy he wants to come out and let you know that he has something wrong he's searching for that sympathy very convenient what's that he's uh, looking for that sympathy looking for that sympathy and he's looking maybe for a way out looking for a way to be able to step away and be like, oh, it's not because I'm a bad coach or, you know, what I did was wrong. It's because of my health that I'm going to have to retire. Step away from the game. Isn't that convenient how we didn't hear about this last year when everything was going great and there was no controversy surrounding Urban Meyer? I mean, everything was fine. 
Coach, and we've had this wow. with Urban before. When he was at Florida, it seemed like the team was starting to get bad. And then all of a sudden, it, at the time, I don't remember if he said it was family. I don't remember if he said it was health. I just remember him stepping away from Florida, and everybody thought, oh, Urban Meyer's done with coaching. And then out of nowhere, he comes with Ohio State, and then he brings – it was ended up being an amazing Ohio State team. And then they're good, he's good again. He's a great coach. He's got great teams. It's almost like he saw the Florida team getting bad left, and then now almost the same thing. They get their first loss, Ohio State – might not be that amazing this year. And then Urban kind of just wants to, it seems like when you read headlines and stuff, that he wants to just dip out. That's what I feel like at Florida. He, I, you're exactly right. He did the same kind of thing. It's um, He kind of cited health issues, and he wanted to spend more time with his family. And then I look on the TV three weeks later, and what do you know? Urban Myers being an analyst for ESPN for the college football season. I'm like, what happened to you wanting to spend more time with your family and you know you were overworked? But you got plenty of time to put your face on TV, and then a year later, a year later, the next year, he was coaching at Ohio State, and this controversy comes up with the whole um, assistant coach, and now they lose, and oh, there's a lot of heat, and it's like, ooh, now I got, now I've got this thing that gives me bad headaches, and ooh, I may have to, you know, but I, I'm still going to coach. I still want to coach, but I have a feeling at the end of this year, you'll see him step away, and this is what he'll blame. When it really, I think, is he's getting all that heat from the controversy of not handling things properly and he should have been gone in the first place, this is his way of walking away. And Ohio State, they honestly, when I think about it, that was a bad loss to Purdue. They looked horrible, and they got absolutely blown out. And I really do think that the committee looks at stuff like that, like, oh, this team got killed. So I don't see Ohio State having a shot at the top four. I think that is very, very hard for them to get back in the top four. So at this point, Urban Meyer's like, man, this playoff system's only four teams. That kind of sucks. Well, this year's kind of a wash. That's how I feel like coaches look at this as, like, man, I need to start looking at other teams. I don't think he's the only coach coach i think there's even like you know just random universities where coaches are like man we can't make the top four what are my options are there some other good teams that are maybe decent that i can maybe swing to or i start talking to some assistants i feel like other guys kind of look ahead to other stuff when they realize they can't make it into the playoffs oh absolutely and urban meyer knows they can't they cannot make the playoff this year getting blown out by an unranked team you can't have that happen you can't do that and recover they are done. They cannot make the playoffs. So Urban Meyer is already planning for the Peach Bowl, boys. He's ready to go Peach Bowl, wherever the Peach Bowl is at, somewhere in Georgia maybe. Because um, isn't that the Peach State? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he knows that they can't make the playoffs. There's no, there's no chance of Ohio State making the playoffs. I'm curious. Sorry, boys. You got to go? No, I said, sorry, boys. I'm talking about Ohio State. Oh, okay. right. they said, all right, boys. What I'm curious about is, all of a sudden, we get the top four. It's been released. Boom. And Notre Dame is one of the top four. I want to know from Eddie, how the hell did you know Notre Dame was going to be in the top four? How? I didn't. I didn't. I just guessed. I mean, like, <laughs> everyone like everyone else does. Right, 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 right. Notre Dame was number five to start the season. So it's not like he just picked a team out of the dark. He, like, that's what he didn't just pick a team. Like, if there was no rankings, he wouldn't have known Notre Dame was going to be good. When they're in the top five to start the season, you kind of know they're going to be good. I, I do give him props, though, because right away, if it was the first week maybe or the second week, it they played Michigan, and they pounded Michigan right away. Eddie, for some weird reason, knew that Notre Dame was going to be amazing. And I'm just like, from a better, I'm a, I'm a better, I like to predict things. I like to know what's going to happen in the future before other people. How did you know that Notre Dame was going to be this good? It was a gut feeling. And plus, <laughs> and plus, I love the movie Rudy. I mean, every time football starts, I'm like, yes, let's go a fight night. Irish, like it's part of my routine. I just guessed, like everyone else does before football starts. We don't know what's going to happen. I guess Notre Dame. Woohoo! Here we are, Dude, boys. And you want to know a team when you uh, just to kind of do a superficial type thing? A team that looked badass on the field with their colors and uniform? Notre Dame. I mean, you know, yeah. sometimes you look at these uniforms and you're. Dude, sometimes in the NFL, the Titans with their uniform choices, I'm like, man, I hate how those uniforms look. When I turn on NBC and see Notre Dame, I didn't even go there. I'm not even a Notre Dame fan, but I'm like, you know what? I kind of like Notre Dame. Well, it's even like when I watch Oregon. Like, like Oregon has the Ducks. They got their cool shiny helmets, and so I think they kind of got rid. Of, they might have gotten rid of those this year, but I don't. They alternate. But I love colleges. They have the coolest, coolest looking uniforms. 
Like I like I said, uh, or Oregon has the the chrome. You know, you want to know a gross one when the Green Bay Packers do the throwback and it's like brown and it's the ugliest color. It's a mustard brown if you were to mix it with ketchup, and that's what the Packers wear on. Sometimes or the Steelers on look like uh, the old uh, dude that, jailbirds. That's not a good look. The, the, what's called the wasp, the, the hornets. Yeah, they look like the bumblebees. Yeah, dude. bumblebees. Dude, you these uniforms, man. I like turn on a game and just seen a great uniform, and that's Notre Dame. Don't know if that factored into the selection committee doing the top four. Hell but, yeah! But dude, they, I love that twenty-four carat plated helmet. Dude, like, when you throw on that TV and you see the gold helmet, I, you got you leave it on a Notre Dame game at least for five minutes, yeah. regardless of who they're playing, because they look that cool on the field. But when they played Navy, I was a little confused. It's like because they both have gold helmets, and like ooh, I don't know which one's which. And then you got to look for the ND on the shoulder pad, and like all right, there you go, that's Notre Dame. <laughs> You know who else has cool uniforms? They're they're plain, but they're I, I think they look classy. Penn State. It's Penn State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I I love it. Like it's just kind of plain but classy, and it looks just like I'm like okay, I like that uniform. I don't know why, and that's weird that I care about what the uniform looks like. But I love the way Penn State's uniforms look. Well, just, it's, it's almost straight class. It's almost like you know tradition that you know that for the next hundred years they're going to have that same uniform. Yeah, that's probably maybe what it is. I liked it. I don't like, like, like Maryland. I don't know if you've seen Maryland's helmet. There's like, a lot going on on that is, helmet. Yeah, what is going on on that helmet? Like, can we just put an M for Maryland and put a turtle or something? I, I don't know. It looks awful. Are they the turtles? They're the terrapins. What is a terrapin? Kind of the same thing, uh, a turtle. It has to be a turtle. Oh, okay. Like I didn't know that. Another I mean, I one. An, that's what a terrapin is. Another one that confuses me, Coach, is uh, Stanford. Now they are cardinal singular. They are one cardinal. I was for sure that they call them Stanford the Cardinal. Is what yeah, I they're mean. the Cardinal. So they are the one and, cardinal. Yeah. Yeah, they're a tree. Oh, it's a tree. They're not like I'm just, we're just one bird. We are one bird, Stanford. No, they are one tree, Stanford, and we're really smart. Got it. Got it. Yeah, they are really smart. They really are, and sort of, sort of Syracuse orange. They're just orange. But they used to be not orange, orange men, men anymore, right? They used to be the orange men, but then they decided that was a little sexist, and they changed it to orange. And boys, I got to be real with you. When you're talking about these Stanford and uh, Oregon games, I don't watch a lot of them. Boys, I go to bed about eight p.m. on a Saturday night. I'm pretty sure those games air at ten, sometimes ten thirty. They end about one a.m. <laughs> Yeah, and that is why that hey, that's why they call it the East Coast bias because when they're voting for the top ten and all that, when in the AP poll and the coaches poll, no one on the East Coast sees the West Coast teams play, so they have no idea why because they're already in bed, and that's why they call it the East Coast East bias. bias. That's and if you, amazing. If you have not been paying attention, I just want to say, Coach Mike Leach at Washington State. Guys, he is the college football coach of the year. Coach of the year, what he has done with Washington State. Their, what was going to be their starting quarterback? Committed suicide. Committed suicide. So they get this transfer from East Carolina. He's like a fifth-year transfer. Like He graduates and he has one-year eligibility. He goes to Alabama. He's going to be just a grad assistant because he wants to learn how to coach. And then... Washington State calls, I guess, and he goes there, and they are winning the Pac-12, whatever division they're in, the Pac-12 North or South, whatever they call them. I don't even know if it's called Heroes and Villains because the Big Ten has some weird name for theirs, or they did. Yeah, but they're the Pac-12. They, but but they have divisions. They have a North and a South. Yeah, Eddie doesn't understand that, though, so don't even go into they're that. They're the Pac-12 North because they'd be in Washington State. Right, but I didn't know if it's called North, South. You know what I mean? Because, like, Big Ten, they called it, like, Big Ten hero and Big Ten um, superstar or something. I don't know. They, they tried that out and everybody made fun of them. I don't know if they ever kept that. So, and I may be making that up, but I'm 99% sure that's accurate. Yeah, you're right. Um, but what I'm saying is Washington State, Mike Leach, what he has done is unbelievable. Best coaching job maybe he's ever done. And so I just want to say right now he is the coach of the year in college football. I mean, if you guys need to stay up late one night and watch him and cheer him on and see what he's done, he's picked them up. They could have given up. I mean, there there was going to be starting quarterback committed suicide, guys. Like, how do you rally the team after that? Like, that is devastating, and they have done it. 
Yeah, that's impressive. Eddie just decided to stand up during the middle of the podcast. So. I see Mike Leach as one of those college coaches. Like, I just look at his face, and I know he coaches college. I don't know what team he's coaching at that time. I know he's a Notre Dame coach, right? Who, Mike Leach? Yeah. What, uh, he coached Notre Dame, yeah, back in the 80s. But then really? he went to Texas Tech when Texas Tech was awesome. He was there, and then now he's at Washington State. And his teams are always known for they Dude, they throw the ball so many times. So if you're a better, you always want to look to the over whenever there's a Washington State game. Because hey, guys, they, they guys throw just, it so so you know, just so you know, hey, he did not coach Notre Dame. Yeah, Eddie doesn't know what he's talking about. He throws stuff out here. I know. I just wanted. Me. I was trying to help Eddie. I was trying to help him. Be, I was trying to be nice, you know. But you weren't being no, nice. You were being mean to me. I was asking for your help. No, he didn't coach Notre Dame. You sure um, he didn't coach Notre Dame? You think he was the head football coach at Notre Dame? Yeah, he. I think so. I see his face, like in my my mind, and I think I see him in a. But Mike Leach, I've always loved him. Sometimes they do Sports Center specials on him. He's kind of a weird dude, but he's so smart. He reads a lot of books, and he almost knows more about other stuff in life than he even knows about football. But when you talk, yes. when they interview him in the press conferences, he's always so smart, and and he's also the same guy that's wanting all these playoffs. You know, there'd be more more than four teams. He's like, oh, you're telling me that Saul. Softball tournaments can figure out a tournament, but we can't figure out a college football tournament with more than four teams. So he's always been the type of coach that wants a ton more teams in which we want. this. When you tell me the list got released and there's four teams, that's so stupid. March Madness has 70 teams and college football has four? Like, that is so dumb to me. How many, how many college football teams would you want in the playoffs? easily not as many as March Madness because I just feel like basketball is a different type thing because um, guys can recover faster. 64, like, that'd be a lot. Right, you're right. Not 64, <laughs> but there there definitely should be 16. No doubt in my mind there has to be 16 teams. 16 teams? Yeah. That's way too many for college football. Way too many. Well, then what are you that thinking? Means Texas. That means Texas. If you watch Texas, that means they would be in the college football playoff. Coach, do they deserve tur- to be in the college football Yes, they do. Dude, the teams that get into March Madness that make a run as a Cinderella don't deserve to get in the tournament, but then it's crazy because they're making a run. I think that with college football, man, they got to do that so there are some Cinderellas. Imagine that if Texas kind of made its way through the Sweet 16 because they would start with a Sweet 16, I would say. That would be so cool instead of, oh, here's your Final Four. Enjoy enjoy these games. And then, oh, it's all done on Tuesday or Monday. But March Madness is cool because you have all these schools, the small schools that wouldn't ever even play these other schools but they put them that's all at the why, same level i love that that's why eddie that's why you nailed it that's why i like march madness because you have these small schools that don't have a chance to play the big schools you're not gonna let i mean there are no like you can't go get fordham and put them in the college football playoff you can put fordham in the ncaa basketball tournament because it's a little bit more competitive five on five shooting a basketball is a little bit different than Fordham football trying to play Alabama football. You can't have that. I like the four teams because it makes the regular season count so much in college football. If you had 16 teams, you can lose two games and it doesn't matter. Who cares? Dude, and here's the thing, man. With the four teams, it's so dumb because they think we're the experts. We picked these four teams. Well, I mean, so sure, maybe a team doesn't come to play the day of those games. But I remember Michigan State played Alabama one year. It wasn't even close. So they didn't do a good job of picking those four teams. I feel like the 16 teams will take out human error, and it's just like, boom, put it put it on the field, teams. Instead of, there's only four teams selected in one of the games we got, whatever it was. It was maybe like three years ago or something, and it was Bama and Michigan State. And it was the worst Final Four game I've ever seen, which makes me hate this new playoff system i say just either stick with the bulls or make it a ton of teams the experts predicting and picking these four teams is so dumb i I, i'm listening to both sides and i agree with both i mean one uh there needs to be a change for sure to have people pick the four teams that they think are the best teams it's just doesn't seem fair really like it's well then how would you do it how just draw them out of a hat that's another thing i don't know how you would do that i mean there are so many football teams that how are you going to create a system for them to fight all the way to the top or i think you would take the 50 states and you would then take out the states that don't have solid D1 programs. And so then there would be a remaining, say, Montana's 20. out. Okay, Montana's <laughs> out. So you'd have a remaining 25 states, and then you need to be the best team in your state, and then you go to the playoff. 
So now you're up to 25 teams. Yeah, I had to move it to 25, but then you'd take out the Hawaii's, the Alaska's, the Montana's. And so that's going to then narrow it down to these 25 teams, and you've got to be the best team in your state. So then Michigan State's got to beat Michigan to make it to this tournament and, and stuff like so that. So you've got to play every – so how do you determine who's the best in that state? They got to, They uh, will determine throughout the year, and then an, an expert will come in and pick and say, no, wait, no wait, more wait. You experts. Just you, don't, you just said you don't want an expert picking. Okay, but so I how want – an expert pick here? Okay, I still want the expert to come back in. On this roll, and they're going to decide from a state standpoint. So you'll take out the Wyoming's, the North and South Dakota, and you're going to have the good state. So you're going to have Florida, where the expert's going to determine if Florida State goes or Florida goes. In this year, it would be Florida that goes. It's almost like the Little League World Series-like system. They pick the best out of that state, and that state represent that that team represents the state. Yes. So then, to- <laughs> yeah, but see, but see, but see, the Little League World Series does regions. Like Texas oh. and um, Louisiana play, maybe, and the winner of that state goes to the World League World Series. So, what if you you're in a small state like Mississippi? Is it just versus Mississippi versus Mississippi State? Is that fair? Because in Texas, you have Texas A and M, Texas Tech, Texas. The TCU. You have, uh, I mean, you have TCU. You got Baylor you have in Baylor. there. I mean. You, you've got a lot more competition in the state of Texas. Dude, well, go to California. Hey, oh my dude, gosh, dude, California's loaded, dude. California—they're all battling each other out. You got UCLA, USC, all these crazy good teams. All the Sands. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. And then you go to Tennessee, and it's just like all Tennessee has to be is Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they have. No, they got Memphis. Yes. So I, I, I like where your head's at, but it's a terrible idea. Ah, boom. I, I, I think it's a terrible idea. It's okay though. But yes, so get ready, guys, because college football is about to get fun. Because the chaos is going to happen between now and the end of the season. People think they always think, "Oh, these are the four teams going to the playoff." That's not what's going to happen right now. It's all going to change by the end. Don't worry about it. There's going to be upsets. There's going to be moving up and down the rankings, and your team is not set where it is. And people that are crying that UCF needs to be in the playoff, tell UCF to beat somebody, and then we'll talk. But they, then beating Memphis does not count as beating somebody. <laughs> And they're going to say, oh, well, we beat Auburn last year. No, Auburn didn't care about that bowl game. And that was last year. And that was last year. You lost a lot of players from last year. They didn't care about that bowl game because they weren't playing for the national title, so they weren't showing up. They didn't practice very hard for the bowl game. Congratulations. Now, let's talk about the NFL because I'm ready to talk some trades. Let's talk Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas going to the Houston Texans. We're talking Golden Tate. Golden Tate going to the Eagles. I mean, we got people, Dante Fowler, the former number three overall pick, going from Jacksonville to Los Angeles Rams. I mean, we got people moving everywhere, folks. Where do you want to start? I want to start with the Houston Texans. Watch out, Houston Texans, uh, because they played Tennessee, whatever, three weeks ago. I wasn't that impressed, and we were all kind of thinking, maybe Deshaun Watson isn't as good as he used to be. Now, all of a sudden, he's gotten a couple wins under his belt. He's looking awesome. They did get, what, Fuller the 10th? He got hurt, right? Yes. So he's, but he's still got his boy Hopkins. So Deshaun Watson, Hopkins, the and now he has Demarius Thomas. I think the Texans are a huge, like, they're going to dominate their division. They're going to the playoffs, and they're, they might be a threat in the playoffs. Demarius, boys, has been to some Super Bowls. He knows how to catch that football your take now why would denver get rid of him though because denver uh they got their running back they're just going to go for a they running, got which, which Lindsay, running back what is his name graham the Lindsay? backup Lindsay. yes whatever the denver's decided that they're a running back team and all they're going to do is just throw it to emmanuel sanders once in a while they didn't need any more receivers because denver's cool with scoring just 16 points your take demarius thomas has not had a good year like he's just not had a good year his hands aren't the way they used to be i don't know what's happening with him but they had no problem getting rid of him. No problem. They're like, DT, go ahead. You're gone. We don't need you anymore. Lunch, what do you think? The reason the Broncos got rid of him, A, he's too expensive. He costs $14 million a year. He has, one year, he has another year left on his deal next year for $14 million. They drafted a guy out of SMU called Cortland Sutton, I believe is his name. And they want to get him some playing time because they see him as the future. Demarius Thomas is going to be 31 years old in December. Okay, they don't have time. They're not going to be. He's not going to be around when Denver's going to be good. They got young running backs, young wide receiver. They wanted to get the wide receiver some playing time. Demarius Thomas, he struggles with drops. He drops the football quite a bit. So they had no problem getting rid of him because they get draft picks. They save money on the salary cap, 
and they get their younger talent out on the field. That's why they got rid of him. Lunchbox. So, what does it do, what does it do for the Texans? Boom. Go ahead. I like the the Texans needed a, a wide receiver because Fuller is out with an ACL tear. Only problem is he's not what Will Fuller was. Will Fuller was take the top off the defense. Look at my speed. I'm gone. Demarius Thomas is more of a big dude, not as fast. Going to catch some slant routes. Okay, ten yards, but. They needed another wide receiver opposite of Hopkins because all the attention on Hopkins, you got to have someone else. Hopefully he can catch the ball. I still, but I do like the move for the Texans. I felt like they needed to do something. Um, and they only, they gave up a fourth round pick. Great. That's not that bad. Um, and I think maybe seventh round pick, they're swapping seventh round picks. If I remember correctly, I'm going off memory. I don't have a computer in front of me as I'm in the hospital. So then let's talk about the Eagles getting golden tank. I don't really understand it. I don't get why they got Golden Tate. I understand he's fast and he can catch the ball, but he's a free agent at the end of this year. They gave up a third-round pick, and I felt more they needed a running back. They have running back by committee right now. They have a bunch of small guys. They don't have anybody that can pound the ball. I see what you did there because they have small Over and over. Oh, yeah, that's right. They have small Yeah, that was a good one, Coach. And they have Darren Sproles. I don't really get the trade for – Golden Tate. I, I mean, I'm not sure what it does. The thing we're learning about the Philadelphia Eagles is they win the Super Bowl, and then now this year they haven't been as good. Do they even have a winning record? No. Yeah, I think they're one game over. All right, well, whatever the case three. is, they're either one under, one over, or even. Who cares? But the Philadelphia Eagles, how can you go one year winning the Super Bowl to the next year, you're not looking that great, then you make a random trade and get Golden Tate, which – I don't think – I mean, Golden Tate is amazing. He has great speed. He catches the ball. I, I just I just don't know exactly what they're doing. It seems like it's a weird trade for the Eagles. I don't. I just don't – I feel like the Eagles are like, man, all right, all right, cool. Yeah, 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 let's just do a trade real quick. Yeah, they. Uh, Demarius just went to the Texans. Cool. Let's uh, do a random trade. Hopefully that looks cool. All right, That yeah, that'll make SportsCenter. We'll be on the front page of the newspaper. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get golden. I don't I don't think the Eagles are looking that good, and especially they just won the Super Bowl. And, Coach, the Eagles are 4-4. Four 4-4. and four. Four and four. I yeah. was about to say that because they're on bye week this week, so they had to play eight games. Um, well, Ray, it's a Super Bowl hangover, first of all, and you got to understand Carson Wentz just getting back. You're going you're gonna to struggle maybe a little bit out of the gate. Usually Super Bowl winners, I mean, it's just a Super Bowl hangover. It happens. You don't have that hunger that you once did. You lose some players, um, and they got the bye week, and so they have time to incorporate Golden Tate. So, I mean, maybe it helps them, maybe it doesn't. I didn't think it was that great of a deal for them because they gave up a third-round pick. Okay. But here's the third-round pick doesn't bother me, but I just I thought they needed a running back. And then people are bashing the Cowboys once again, saying, gee, Look, the Cowboys could have had one of these wide receivers, and they gave up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. Okay, let's talk about why the Cowboys trade was not that bad. A, you're not going to trade for Demarius Thomas if you're the Cowboys. Why do you want a 31-year-old wide receiver that's going to make more money than Amari Cooper's going to make? So he's going to be 32 next year, and it's the last year of his contract. He's not going to be around for very long. You want a wide receiver that's coming into his prime who's 24 years old, is cheaper, and that is a legit costume. Wow. Sorry, there was a dude what are you walking talking by about? on stilts. Like, well, this dude's walking by on stilts. Looks like he's Inspector Gadget, maybe. Is he a, is he a nurse or a doctor? Yeah. That's great. Uh, so, anyway, so I don't have a problem with the Cowboys and the Amari Cooper trade. Everybody keeps bashing the Cowboys. Guys, a first-round pick. If you see someone you think is going to be a franchise wide receiver, for the next seven years, why not give up a first-round pick? How do we – the first-round picks are bust all the time. Amari Cooper has been to two Pro Bowls. So there you go. You're giving up a first-round pick for a Pro Bowl player. What is wrong with that? And you're hoping it's towards the middle of the first round, 18 to 20-ish. That's where I think the Cowboys will fall record-wise. It's not going to be a top-ten pick. Cowboys ain't going to be drafted in the top ten. Everybody say, oh, well, they could have Golden Tate for a third-round pick. Why would you want Golden Tate if you're the Cowboys? This is the last year of his contract, so you get him for eight games and that's it. That's not what you want. Now, Coach, what are you thinking about the the Giants? I mean, everyone in the NFC East is making moves. Cowboys making moves with Amari Cooper. Uh, the Eagles making moves with uh, with Golden Tate. Uh, you have uh, the what and the Giants' worst record. They're I mean they're 
they've won one game this year. They've they're doing nothing. Are they just kind of giving up? No, well, they don't need well. And the Redskins traded for Ha Ha Clinton Dix. They traded for the Packers uh, safety, um, making their defense a little bit stronger. The Giants, the Giants need a quarterback, and they weren't going to trade for a quarterback. There's no quarterback available, and they need offensive line help. So it's hard to like contenders aren't giving up good offensive linemen in the middle of the season. You're going to have to do that through the draft or through free agency. They tried it this off season; it hadn't worked too well, and so. Their their offensive weapons are are so unbelievable. They don't they got Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Odell Beckham, Saquon Barkley. They are stacked on the offensive side of the ball. They need a quarterback and they need an offensive line. And you're not going to get that in the trade market. Nailed it. Good and they're, they're they're not go, they're not going anywhere this year. So why give up draft picks? They <laughs> trade they actually traded away uh, two players. They traded away Eli Apple. Uh, the cornerback, and he plays for the Saints now, and they traded Snacks Harrison. He's a defensive lineman, run stopper, to the Detroit Lions. So they actually got draft picks because they know they're going nowhere this year. When you have one win at this point in the season, your season's over, you're building towards the next year. Now, are they hoping to be, at this point, hoping to be the worst team in the NFL so they can get the first draft next year and get themselves a good quarterback? They They won't tell you that, but yes, they absolutely, deep down, they hope that. They won't try to lose games because the coach is trying to win, but the GM's like, "Hey, man, we got to start evaluating. We got to if we get a worse draft pick, that's fine by me because that means we get the we lose more games. That means we get a better draft pick." And if that's the case, that's what, what the Raiders are doing. If that's the case, what quarterbacks are good out there right now in college? Will Greyer, the dude from West Virginia. I mean, they said he could, yeah. Tua. Tua goes to the NFL. <laughs> Would he go uh, this early? He's only a sophomore. I Tua know. can't go this year. What about um, Kyler but, Murray? No, he's going. He's going to go play major league baseball. He's only five foot eleven. He's going to play for the A's. He signed a four point something million dollar signing bonus, I believe. So this is his last year of football, I believe. Yeah, I believe be he nice. will not be playing football anymore. Um, they say the kid from Oregon. I they say he's supposed to be the number one pick. I don't. I mean, I guess if that's what they say, the experts say that. So I don't. I mean, I can't really tell. College football is so crazy. I think quarterbacks look amazing, and then one week they look terrible, and so. But if they say it, they say he's going to be the number one pick, number one quarterback taken, I guess. So, I mean, I think Teddy Bridgewater will be available. I don't know if uh, he's the backup for the Saints right now. I think that's a good option to go get. He's a good quarterback, good, solid NFL quarterback. The Saints are going to need him, Coach. No, Drew Brees didn't walk away. I I see Drew Brees walking away. If they don't make the Super Bowl this year, he done. Who dat? He done. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, that's just where we're at right now. But, yeah, so people need to – I mean, I'm not even a Cowboys fan. I'm not a Cowboys apologist. But I got in an argument with my whole – one of my fantasy football leagues. They're just ripping the Cowboys. They're all Cowboys fans. So upset that they traded for Amari Cooper, even after yesterday's trade. like, see, we could have got Demarius Thomas for – relax. Demarius Thomas is not Amari Cooper. Demarius Thomas was Amari Cooper six years ago. Demarius Thomas is on his way down. He's 31 – about to be 31. He's old. He's $14 million. You don't want to pay him $14 million. Come on, people. Just relax a little bit. Let him let Amari Cooper do his thing. What if he has two what if he has a thousand yards the rest of the season? Then you're gonna be complaining about a first round pick? No, you're not. Classic Cowboys fan move. I mean, we we are the worst fan base ever. We're the first ones to tear our team apart thinking that we know what's best for the stupid team. Like, it's ridiculous. Cowboys fans are the dumbest. We're the first to turn on our team ASAP. As soon as they look bad, they suck. God, I don't even know why I'm a Cowboys fan. Well, and all our friends are Cowboys fans. Like my buddy, South Beach, he's a Cowboys fan. Eddie's a Cowboys fan. People that have worked here. Big with Steve. It. Steve's a Cowboys Big fan. Big Steve. So, I mean, what I'm saying is our friends are all Cowboys fans, so we hear the crap all the time. You guys kind of get a little no, annoying. Yeah. But a what bit. I'm saying is it's stupid that Lunchbox, who's not a Cowboys fan, has to defend for defend the team against a bunch of Cowboys fans. Like that's how that's the fan that's the way the fan base is. It's terrible. I remember I went right. to, I went to the game when Romo got his collarbone hurt and everyone's just like started leaving. I'm like, what's wrong with everyone? Let's go. We can still win this game. No, everyone left. Freaking losers. Yeah, well I mean I'm telling you, like you can't call like everybody's saying, oh the Cowboys, they paid too much for it. You can't say that right now. Okay, if Amari Cooper turns out to be a bust and you know, the, the Cowboys end up drafting number five overall, and the Raiders get a superstar in the NFL, then, okay, you can say it was a bad trade. But right now, you can't say that. You cannot predict how good Amari Cooper is going to be. 
you, the Cowboys think they see something in them, so they go for the number one pick. Sorry, there's a big hey, old congregation hey, around coach, here. Coach, coach, coach so, describe your situation. Sounds like there's a hundred people behind you. Uh, yeah, there was Inspector Gadget, and there was about 52 people around him taking pictures and, like, talking to him, and so I had to move. I don't know what these ladies are doing. And Inspector but, Gadget was a doctor? He's a surgeon? He's going to perform surgery as Inspector Gadget? I, I don't know what he is, but he, I mean, dude, the costume is legit. I should probably snap a photo so I can put it on the, the Twitter page. For yes, the show do it. So people can see. All right. All right, you guys keep talking. I'll take a picture. Okay, you okay. You guys keep talking. And, and right now, just in case you're just turning in. Turning lunch down. In case you're just tuning in, Lunchbox. We'll turn you at, back up in a second, Coach. Lunchbox is at the hospital because his son is having um, hernia, hernia surgery today. And his son is, I mean, less than a year old. What is he, like five months old? Yeah. And real, real talk, we always try to be in the studio, all three of us together. So Lunchbox really did have to go to the hospital today. That's why we have him remotely on the phone. But we always want to be right here because it always sounds the best when we're yeah. all in the same room. We would rather not have him on the phone. We'd have rather have him here in the studio. But, but the time Eddie went to Ohio, I don't know. Are when, you guys there? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about Eddie. I'm so, back. I'm so I said that when it's very urgent and stuff, that's when somebody has to work remotely on the telephone. And you had to be there with your child for the hospital. But I don't think... I think Eddie had to be in Ohio that time that he went and was on the phone in Ohio. That was just a trip where he went. I'm guessing him and his buddy party, drank some beer, the wives chilled, drank wine. That wasn't an unnecessary trip. That I don't think That's Eddie. Okay. No, I don't no, no. think Eddie. Sh- family vacation. All right. Like, you're giving Eddie a hard time. It's okay to take a vacation. He was dedicated enough to get on the phone and be there for the sore loser show because he knows the listeners love us and we ha- he wanted to be there for him. And I, I, I commend him for that. He didn't have to do that. He did that on his own. And, and I really don't. You. I honestly, I don't think that he did the good enough job to getting a room. You needed to find a room, I said, in the house that I could hear you good. I'm turning you down for a second, lunch. So, Eddie, the, the background noise. <laughs> What's your problem My with point me? is this. No, no, no. You're, there was background noise when you called in. There was also kids screaming in the background. But I want the people that are listening to the podcast to know we don't want that. We want us well, all to be in the same obviously, room. Obviously, but, but for the show must go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're also, at the same time, living real-life situations here. So like, that's why there's a little uh, hostile background noise with lunchbox right now but he's still making great points he's still giving his opinions and then he may even still give one of his take it to the bank locks tonight all right and he just hey guys am you, i back am i back you're yeah, back you're and back. you just texted your picture okay. of inspector guys, gadget did you read the story Can, you didn't even we, I, the, the story the crazy story i read all day yesterday there was a rutgers football player he has been arrested kicked off the team and he's gonna be kicked out of school because he was trying to do a murder for hire plot to kill a, a friend of his, two family members. Yeah, I saw that on Daily Mail real quick. I really didn't read into it because it kind of just creeped me out on Halloween. You know what I'm saying? What? I'm like, how nuts is that? Like, you're playing middle line, you're playing outside linebacker next to this dude, and he, he, lo and behold, he's over here trying to orchestrate a murder of two people. Like, if that is some crazy stuff. But I wonder if it was really detailed or if this is just the beginning stuff that we're hearing. I, I wonder how in into it he really was or if it was just a joke where offhand he just said, oh, man, yeah, I'd want to off them. But I, Or did he really start to plan the stuff and you see in the text well, I messages? Mean, he, I think he went to try to try to hire a hitman. I mean, oh my I don't think gosh. you can get arrested for saying, oh, man, I'd really like to off that guy. I don't think you can get arrested for that. I don't know, though. That is crazy, dude, that he went to that length. And all the while, he's doing college football five nights a week and yeah, playing I mean, on he's, Saturday. He, he, he's studying for a chemistry test, and at the same time, he's looking up Hitman. Yeah, let's be real, Coach. He ain't studying for a chemistry test. He's probably got tutors that come into his room and are like, all right, you have to study. So it's like the coaches and the entire program, they – they make sure you have tutors. They make sure you have tons of help. It's not like he's Mr. Ambitious studying for his chemistry test, and then he's also doing the Hitman stuff. He's probably a lazy college student, mad at somebody, and so he's doing the Hitman, not putting a lot of time into his chemistry when he should have been studying for school. Have you guys ever thought yeah, about Yeah, well, because that, that education is not going to do him any good now. Have you guys ever thought about outing someone, like just the thought of like, oh, man, I wouldn't mind like getting rid of that person? Outing them or offing them? Well, whatever, offing them. Because outing them means. <laughs> <laughs> what does outing them mean? <laughs> outing them means give, telling a secret about them. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Offing them. Like, you've ever thought that? And and if you have thought it, how would you even go about finding someone to kill them? 
Like, who would you start with? Lunchbox, right now, you, situation, that you want to get rid of Ray right now. Who would you go to first? Google? No, someone on the streets. Okay, but, but what street? Like, where would you go? You would just find a homeless dude and be like, hey, man, you know anyone who would kill this dude for money? No, yeah, a homeless dude, is he's too messed up. Like, you can't trust a homeless dude. Okay. He's got problems. Usually they have addiction problems, and, you know, they... For a beer, they'd probably say, "Yeah," and then they'd tell someone they got they got loose lips. You have to go to someone in the in the business, like. But what? You have to go to a, what business though? Like what? How, uh, the gang business. Oh, so you go to a bad neighborhood and look for a gang member? Yes, yes. L- yes lunch. I'm going to turn you down for just a second. What you're talking about, Eddie, is yes, you're at a poker game. When you're sitting at a table, those are some bad dudes because they're also those thi- are my friends. Okay, but they're also guys that are thinking and they're they have connections and stuff like that. The homeless people have made a lot of bad decisions and have probably turned a lot of people against them. Dude, homeless people don't have a lot of really good friends. That's why they're homeless. They don't have people helping them out. So I don't think they have the connections, the ability to go do what you need somebody to do. The poker table, that's a good spot. The gym, you know the most jack the, the most jack guy that's on steroids? If he has connections to steroids, he probably has connections to other things as well. So it's, it's stuff like that. It's those type of places. When you're at the gas station, okay? And anyways, and you're fill, and you're filling up your tank or whatever, and a guy pulls up next to you, and he's got a five hundred thousand dollar car, but he's wearing sweatpants and he's not wearing work attire. He's getting that money somehow, not from a normal job. So he's gonna have connections to unnatural, unnormal type places. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying. So you're going to places where you're finding the person that has connections to things that you don't really have connections to, money. Fast cars, steroids, poker games, underground, this, that, the other, stuff like that. And do you think it's easy to just tell someone to kill someone else and like lunch? It's a little loud in the background there. We might have to say. Oh, bye it's to a little you. loud. Yeah, we might have to say bye to you. No, no, they're walking away. It's good. All right, it's, it's just kind of a distraction. We don't have to say bye I'm to just him. Just an audio guy. Right. I, I think right. I think the audio quality thing is getting to Ray because that's his profession. Like, I lo- I love when yeah. he talks. When lunch talks, the audio is fine. But when you're just sitting there, I have to turn you down. And stuff yeah, but you sound- get really irritated with bad audio. I get it because I know that people oh, are I'm listening sorry. to hey. us as they're commuting, and then so their commute sucks enough, and then they have lunchbox background noise where it's like. <laughs> I apologize. Hey, I apologize. Listen. Listen, one more thing before I'll let you go. I just want to say I don't Ray made some great points on where to find someone if you need that, but please don't ever do that. Just, you know, just cut them out of your life, but don't like cut them out of the world. Let's let's put it as that. I mean, did you really need to tell people not night. to do that? Yeah, I just told our <laughs> listeners, you know, maybe someone was like, "Man, you know what? Ray makes a good point. I'm going to head to the gas station. I'm going to look for someone today to help me out." You yeah, know, guys, don't, don't do, do that. that. Don't just, do that. Just like, just like, cut them out of your life. Lose their phone number. You know, don't call them back. Don't right. respond to their text. Okay? You can block them and on your so, phone. Block this you caller. You can block them on your phone. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And the Rockets lost again last night. They're now one in five, boys. Look out! They're going to be. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. I like All it. Right. I like it when so, good teams lose like that. I like that. I, I do too. But yes. All right, guys. I'm gonna let you go since you say it's too loud. I'm gonna go get some breakfast. I'm gonna go. You know, whatever. Oh. But this was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, whatever. Coach, real quick before you leave, give us an update. So, give us a, an idea of what you're doing at the hospital and how Baby Box is doing. Oh, my my son is having surgery. He's having um, a hernia surgery, and so he's in surgery right now. And we just kind of wait. It's supposed to be like a couple hour surgery, so we just have to wait and. Sit around and do nothing, and then we'll spend the night at the hospital, and that's it. Where is his hernia around? His, is his hernia around his belly button? Um, yeah, it's around. I guess a little bit lower than his belly button on the right hand side. Okay, and that's and the hernia is just yeah. like a rip in the muscle, right? Yeah, and then the intestine comes through it. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're doing. Oh my gosh! And they have DVD kiosks right here. And guess what movie you can rent right here? Rudy. Rudy. Woo! Coach, get it. I'll go over right after this, and I'll, I'll meet you at the hospital. We'll watch it together. Wow. And they also have The Rookie. If you've never seen The Rookie, oh, that's another good one. That's with Dennis Quaid, right? Yes. I've seen that one. That's a good one. He's like a 40-year-old rookie. Yeah, that's the one where the girl's dad was a janitor in the movie, and I made out with her. Yeah, that's pretty cool, Coach. I was up with her. Coach. And then Invincible is in here also. And then, Coach, I just got your picture of Inspector Gadget. We'll put that on Twitter and Instagram. Isn't that hilarious? That's pretty funny. Yeah. Hey, Coach, so, good luck right, with everything. Well, good luck with everything. Tell your wife we said hi and give Baby Box a big kiss for me and uh, hope everything goes all right. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Sore Loser Show on Twitter. We'll cover it. Coach, don't worry about that. We'll cover all that. All right, Coach. You all go right, back I'm to out. your family. All right. All right, Bye. Coach.
All right, he's done. Hey, so really, though, back to this killing thing. Have you ever wondered, and it's kind of Halloween-themed, you know? Like, it's Halloween tonight, so like we'd be a little spooky. But, you know, I've thought about, like, trying to get rid of someone. Like, people, like, throw them in, in the bushes or throw them in the forest and stuff. Like, I've always thought, wouldn't it be easy just to find someone that has a fishing boat and just, like, drop them off in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Coacher, I'm calling the cops on you right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Can I get my lock? Are you ready to get your yes, lock? Yes, dude. You're done talking about sports? We've covered it. You know how much he just beat down our backs, right? Down our throats? And it was like talking to someone on the phone. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. I hope you guys were okay with the podcast. Lunch threw out so many facts. Second rounder ended up going for the first rounder. He ended up making 7.2 Guys, million. I don't talk to anyone on the phone for that long, ever. Well, we just did for 50 minutes. Oof. Anyways, guys, listen. Here's my lock. I was wrong yesterday, so I went from hot. Now with a loss, I end up I'm I'm kind of I'd say medium right now. Well, say your bet yesterday. Okay, so yesterday I said it was Magic Kings. I said over 200 and it was around 220. It ended up being not even close to that. It was like 110. So because of that, I'm telling you, I I'm, I cooled off a little bit. So I don't want you to invest everything you got. Put $50. I don't even on think that. it was 110. I think it might have hit like 104. 106 maybe. <laughs> I rounded up. Listen, no, no, guys, two, not two oh two oh six. Yeah, yeah, twos. Yeah, yeah. What you want to do is invest a fifty dollar amount. This is just a small amount to see if I'm hot again. Okay, I give you these locks because I invest a lot of time in them. I crunch some numbers. This one is my stone cold lead pipe lock of the week. Are you ready for it? Oh, lock it up. Uh, Pelicans. Oh, he doesn't Ex- even know excuse it. Me. Oh my goodness. Excuse me. The New Orleans Pelicans. Is that New what Orleans Pe- Pelicans. And the Golden State Warriors over 235 and a half points. It is an unbelievably high over under, but go after it. What's the, what's the number? 235 and a half. 235 and a half. So they have to score 236. These teams love the three-point ball. They put up a lot of points. They put it up quickly. So if you see a span of maybe a minute or two go by and they only score a couple buckets, don't panic. They drain these threes like it's nothing. These guys play basketball like it's child's play. They love the game. They love Steph Curry. Have you not heard of Splash Brothers? Have you not heard of Clay Thompson? Over 235 and a half guys. Lock it up. Put a small amount. I'm not saying dig into that savings account that's already depleted a little bit because I lost you some money yesterday. I'm not saying go back to that. I'm saying the 50 bucks you got in your pocket that usually you get a 20 pack of beer on the way home from work. Use that to bet this. And don't get the beer? Don't get the beer. So <sighs> it's be a rough one night. night of the week, don't get the case of beer. Invest in this bet. I'm going to be hot again. I'm a better. I'm good at it. That's why I give locks. I had some people tweet and say that I was wrong. Oh, they, twi- they tweeted their, their slips. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, people are actually listening to you. So I want to ask you, Ray, how much thought do you put into these locks of the day? This one in particular was researched for 45 minutes. I was watching YouTube game film. I was also crunching numbers. You were watching how the Pelicans score and what? Yes, at the rate they score, how many buckets. Because you know the Splash Brothers, but you know the Splash Brothers sometimes have bad games and they don't make crap. Exactly. So I factored that in as well. These teams shoot every eight seconds. They're going to put up at least 250 guys. At least 250 Go ahead, find the money, put it on the betting site, call your bookie. Oh, lock it up! That means the score could be 124 to 126. Yes. To put up 150. Yes, they're going to score so many points. Pelicans, oh Warriors, goodness. over, over. Watch the whole game. Love it. Watch it with your kids. You're not even going to be in stress mode. You're going to be chilling, loving life, over. Believe me on this one. Okay, you are my okay, people. okay. Lock it up. Oh, lock it up, guys. This is purely for entertainment purposes only. No one is trying to tell you to bet. Don't listen to Ray. Honestly, really, he puts no thought into any of these locks. And I'm not trying to discredit you, Ray. I love what you do and I love how you gamble. But you sound like you're full of crap. Uh, Eddie, do you have a lock for us? And no. Eddie's aren't called locks. They're called shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the door. All right. Do you have a shut the no, door? No, no, not, not today. Not okay. today. Not till football starts. Okay. So on Friday, lunch is going to have his take it to the bank. Eddie's going to have his shut, shut the, the door, door. And I'm going to have my lock it up. Hey, but- guys, and I'd like to apologize for Lunchbox. Yesterday, he, d- he did say that this weekend the Belmont Stakes are on. That is inaccurate. Um, more than inaccurate. Uh, it's actually the Breeders' Cup. So we apologize to all you horse race fans out there. Lunchbox did not know what he was talking about. This weekend is the Breeders' Cup. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's some kind of horse race. 
In Kentucky? Yeah. <laughs> no, guessing. don't just say that. No, I don't, no. I don't know. <laughs> you said yeah, though. I You said I'm, yeah, like you agreed with the what I'm saying. The horse races that I follow are the Kentucky Derby, the Belmont. It's the Triple Crown ones, not these. The Breeders' Cup isn't part of the Triple I Crown? I do not believe so. The Triple Crown comes around <laughs> next year. Okay. All, All right, right, guys. Lunch will be back in studio tomorrow. Sorry about the audio quality. Don't hate us for that one. Don't, no one cares. It's okay. Pelicans Warriors over 235 oh, and a half. Lock it up. Tell your buddies. We're going to be hot again together. And have you seen two for the money yet? No, I've not seen two for the money. Or two for the money. All right, Eddie's got you have to watch two for How the money. How do I find two for the money? Do I have to buy I it on it, iTunes? I saw it on iTunes. Jeez. Because you watch this movie, it makes you want to be a good gambler. It makes you want to get this extra money. Yeah, see, money. I don't think I need that in my life right now. Like, I, I'm I'm down to $5 on my on my um, internet gambling site. Like, I just looked at my DraftKings. I'm down to $3.45 okay. okay. on DraftKings. You don't have the desire to be wealthy. I do. I just don't think gambling is the way it's going to happen. Then you let me know the other way that it's going to happen. Work hard. Work hard studying the gambling place. <laughs> Guys, we got to go. You're so stupid. All right. Thank you for listening to Sore Losers Show. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on Twitter, Sore Losers Show on Twitter. And then Instagram doesn't really get a lot of love. We're going to try to put more stuff on that. But, you know, I mean, I just, I feel like right now it's the producer Eddie uh, Instagram page on Sore Losers Podcast. So that's our Instagram, Twitter. Follow us. Tell us whatever you want feedback uh you have any questions we're pretty good at answering and then you know at your own risk go ahead and make bets on raymundo's locks all right so thanks for listening good luck to lunchbox and his baby at the hospital today and uh thanks for listening happy halloween dude i'm about to go buy some dry ice go and then make the witches boo and the spellcaster and the fog machine dude i freaking love halloween hit the buzzer <laughs>